0: I'm Kelly Llewellyn.
1: And I'm Greg Homie. And this is Caveman.
0: And Counselor. Okay, Greg, this is it. We're taking a hiatus, taking a break. And... Uh,
1: <laughs> you know, that's such a funny word, isn't it?
0: What? Hiatus?
1: Hiatus. Sorry, I just thought it... It's an unusual word. Hiatus. 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 Okay. Hiatus.
0: Yeah, it's time to end.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just kidding. You're killing me.
0: You're killing me. You're here all night. I yeah, just, I
1: wanna, I wanna soar mm-hmm. like an eagle.
0: So you know, we were talking about the three tops. We we're just talking about our series things that we've done, different, yeah. different podcasts. And I um, wanted Chloe, our producer on this episode, um, the woman behind the scenes, so to speak, um, who keeps everything organized and working, and um, just does everything else, basically. Um, but you know, Greg, our top episodes were Unraveling Codependency, right? its impact on relationship and happiness, um, yeah. Caring for parents with dementia, which yeah. might be good for us soon, Unlocking Sobriety, the power of relationships in addiction recovery. So two kind of related to substance, right? Right. And then the one on dementia with uh, Kay Hammond, which is so interesting. So we had some so, great guests where you had Dr. Shane. I know we Sandy haven't Adam. talked about this,
1: Kelly, yeah. but what okay. was your favorite episode?
0: Well, I think one of my favorites was the Sirens one of oh, our first responder, just because I love same. her so much. And it was so fun yeah. to listen to her, to Megan and her story again and how far that she's come. So I really enjoyed that. Um,
1: also to Mike's cornball jokes.
0: Oh, yeah, please. No. And yeah, it's, it's always It's a, a whole other level with him. Right, right. <laughs> It's
1: not dad jokes. It's like grandpa yeah. jokes. Yeah. Um, what
0: was your favorite?
1: Oh, uh, that's a good one. Uh, I like the whole codependency one. I thought that was pretty good. A
0: Dr. Jane. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Jane's always yeah. good. Uh-huh.
1: And um, I like them all, just some more than others. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a favorite. Yeah.
2: So, Chloe, what was your favorite? Who That's that's a hard one. Um, I think. I, uh, it's between two. I really liked the codependency episode. Um, even though I don't struggle with addiction, I think it mm-hmm. was really like uh, there was a lot of signs of things in my relationship that I was like, oh, I should mm-hmm. be stronger about this and I should you know, think mm-hmm. about that more um, to, to mm-hmm. kind of have mm-hmm. that independence mm-hmm. and create more healthy boundaries, which I think everyone needs mm-hmm. a reminder of that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And then um, probably the eating disorder episode with Ashley Litwin was a really good oh, one. Oh, yeah. Ashley's mm-hmm. great. She was very, mm-hmm.
1: very. Yeah, yeah, Ashley's really great. She's she's very talented and gifted in that particular she is, field. She's really great. She's great it, to talk to.
0: Yeah. She's great at helping people understand just from a real perspective about what's happening with food and kind of the myths and misconceptions we have about food in our mm-hmm. bodies. So,
1: so what is your, like, well, we're saying hiatus, we, we assume that we're going to start
0: but Hopefully, some period yes. in the near mm-hmm.
1: future, starting doing. Yeah, the God game,
0: willing, that we're both still here. Yeah,
1: God willing, and the creek don't rise. Um, <laughs> the creek
0: don't rise. <laughs>
1: that's the that rest of it, right? I God haven't heard that
0: for a long time. Rise. No. So, mm-hmm.
1: No, it's um, it was very fun to do, but right now we have like a couple other projects that we need to really kind of focus on, and mm-hmm. and um, towards the end you got to. I really have a great appreciation that people that do this consistently, and yeah. it's it's hard to do. It's a
0: lot of work. It's a lot it's of work. Hard to
1: do. It's hard to to find different topics. I mean, you know, obviously, if you sit down and take a piece of paper, there's tons more you could find. But we were trying to have guests that were um, more specific to what what we do mm-hmm. and what we're about mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. things that mm-hmm. we treat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Um, Yeah, I really appreciated what Jill Hingston said when we were doing the episode on trans, and she said, I'm not going to do an episode without somebody from the community there, because it's happened so often, people speak about the community without having a member to represent. And I really appreciated that. And that was so important that, that we did that, that we waited till we had somebody who could speak from their learned experience or lived experience?
2: Uh, overall, I was gonna say, I, I really liked the flow of the episodes having um, you know always mostly an expert and someone experiencing the issue because I think mm-hmm. it's important that you have both sides of the story in the room. Yeah, because the expert really is a person experiencing mm-hmm. it, isn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. What we're seeing alive and well in our center is eating disorders um, and severe eating disorders It's just so interesting, you know, how much it takes a lot of energy to work with that population. Um, uh, You know, they're just literally starving to death and just really need a lot of nourishment emotionally, physically, in every way. Um, So it's kind of interesting. I I see myself just so connected to those folks and that that disease. but then then that comes into boundaries, you know, having healthy boundaries so that I don't get completely eaten up by it, you know, no pen intended, <laughs> but mm-hmm, that's a hard one. Greg, what's, what's kind of like with you as you left those episodes, what did you learn most? Like, who did you learn from the most? Uh,
1: I'd say more with me, it's just kind of confirmation. And really the big confirmation is like, Hey, we all have struggles mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and some of the people like judging their outsides and not knowing their insides mm-hmm. you know there's like um, there's a old I don't know a trope or a, mm-hmm. a saying that basically if you want to understand someone else walk a mile in their shoes
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the
1: other side of it, it at the end of the mile you probably want to give them their shoes back mm-hmm. so oh, that's yeah. that that type of perspective mmm yeah and like and it I love it because it's real. it's these are like real stuff people have gone through or or things have happened to them or been done to them, mm-hmm. and just their path of kind of uh, recovering or just or I'd say growing. so that's mm-hmm. that's the the part that i that I not you know no matter what <laughs> your struggle is, you're not really alone ever alone. Mm-hmm. and uh, it's like of like for example, the suicide episode. Uh, about how people get to that place and they're really the places Mm -hmm. thinking they're all in my perspective that they're all alone Mm -hmm. and it's like no they are not alone and Mm -hmm. we used to do or I used to be involved in with a, a suicide prevention organization and they used to have survivors day and they people would come in and they were profoundly sad that it's usually someone in their life had committed suicide, their son, their wife, died by
0: suicide. Right. Died Mm -hmm. by suicide. Excuse Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm.
1: And, um, and seeing that you're like, yeah, that's just reinforces like you're not alone. And you might Mm -hmm. feel that no one really understands or no one really cares or it's too Mm -hmm. hard to go on. And you have all these people that, that, that you make, that you, uh, die by that. And that, the, the sadness that they have is like profound. So I'm assuming the love that they had is is just as profound. So it's 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 we're really just kind of dissecting the human experience of all these different things that mm-hmm. people go through and, and struggles that they face. And um, it's just I guess I I feel like I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. None of us are alone. And the interesting part is is like you don't think you can. Um, understand something, you have a conversation with someone who's, that has been involved in and stuff. And you just find out that like, man, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just people suffering and, and or people trying to move towards, you know, a better you. Mm-hmm. So I guess that I, 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 I get the philosophical kind of feeling from it that yeah. that I think it was great. I mean,, uh, it was really fun to have people that I know. Then yeah. I've known them mm-hmm. for quite a long time, having a conversation with them about their their mm-hmm. specific specialty. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hey, I, I <laughs> everybody should get a podcast because <laughs> you what you find is is that you know that it really it it is an en- enrichment in your own life. Mm-hmm. I would say
0: It's interesting talking to Doctor Gary Lang when he came out on and talked about um, uh, excuse me. Gambling compulsivity. That was very interesting to me. Um, I've known Gary a long time. Uh, we're going to lunch here in a couple weeks. Uh, he's just a, a wonderful, wonderful guy. Um, but really listening to his, to the person he brought with him and the struggle that he went through and how much pain that this guy had already been through in his very young childhood. And then using, you know, how gambling compulsivity was a way for him to keep going. But I thought he was such a courageous guy. That was such a courageous story that we heard about him and how he got through this, you know, very difficult just life that he had had. And he was ended up married with kids and, you know, really made a full life for himself. So that was really encouraging to PC people who had such, you know, fortitude and just such ability to get past such challenging things, you know, not without help but um, he sure did it and I, I was really moved by him and um, it was fun to kind of see Gary tear up you know as we get older at Chloe this tends to happen we get a little tearier <laughs> a lot easier and um, even though i would heard the story however many times just that heart that he has for his patients and the people who we had on all the guests I know them and you know all of them have such a heart for the people that they work with and i love working with them and being privileged to call many of them my friends or my colleagues because they're in it for the right reason they're not in it for the buck you know i've worked in the past with people where i realized that you know they were kind of mooching off my reputation and it didn't take me long to kind of it took me or in some cases it took me a little while to realize what their real motivation was which was financial which isn't bad but it is a problem for me if, this, if somebody says it's not the financial, but that's ultimately, they put that before the client, that's very disappointing for me. Greg and I had that experience. Um, so I really loved that all these people were so driven by just their passion to help see whatever specialty, whatever they were really interested in, kind of being better understood and appreciated and um, supported in our community. <laughs> you know, those oh, people I- sure have their angel <laughs> wings.
1: Yeah, I, well, when you're talking about the gambling episode, I was just so uh, heartfelt how uh, modest that guy was. Oh, I know, and that you know, really a bad, <laughs> really a horrific childhood,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and kind of and having not only to do with gambling but other things, but just doing it, yeah, you know, and not be not be. Look at me! What I've done. Yeah, be, right. be very, very modest about it. Yeah, which is really endearing. They're mm-hmm. you know, not and sorry a, and, for an attribute either, That maybe I need yeah. a little bit more of.
0: Yeah, he yeah. was really something. I really appreciate. Yeah, he was. He really appreciated him. Clay, what about you? What did you think of that episode?
2: Uh, yeah, I loved it. I think you, you said that because you're, you're older, you were tearing up, but I was definitely tearing <laughs> up <Yeah>. too. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: um,
2: just because you know you don't hear someone's life story like that raw very often yeah it was really raw well, um, the
0: way he presented it mm-hmm. yeah
2: and he was so um it, i think it's really strong when someone's that vulnerable um to mm-hmm. strangers you know it means that they recognize their flaws and they're working every day to fix them and that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's something i wish i could you know kind of have that strength as well and yeah. attain that
0: mm-hmm. well there was How an episode think? where i did more more um Revealing that I was planning on doing, and we had to go back and edit a little bit because it was a little hard for me to reveal as much as I did. I'm not yeah. used to it as a therapist. we don't do a whole lot of that. Um, <laughs> this is really useful. Um, but you know it's, it is which was really amazing some of the people we talked to and what they had gone through. Chloe, when you look at it, what, what is what else sticks out in your mind
2: i think, I think generally, just looking at all of the episodes, um, I'm from the media world, so it's like kind of the opposite <laughs> of mental health. <laughs> I would because say mental health issues yeah, <laughs> so I don't really you know I don't focus too much on on mental health myself, but mm-hmm. you know, being on this like editing this podcast really I've, I've heard the stories two, three, four times. <laughs> um, and it really ingrains in you, you know, like actively thinking about um, all of the things that you should be focusing on to improve yourself and mm-hmm. and I think I, my mental health has improved. Uh, oh, a lot. good so Good. It's, wow. it's been helpful like I feel like mentally a lot clearer yeah. and it's very basic things that you wouldn't think that the, those would have a huge effect um, oh, but just too. literally just you know eating healthy food mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. getting exercise you know three times a week mm-hmm. not not overly doing anything in excess um mm-hmm. all of these things <laughs> I feel like in every episode um you kind of have outlined that guide within each <laughs> mm-hmm. that no matter what your vices mm-hmm. you you should just focus on you know taking care of yourself and mm-hmm. and not being too hard on yourself and i think right. that's definitely Some self-compassion
0: helped. right yeah yeah in that community too so many people we listen to who are in recovery from something or another didn't do that without without a community. Mm-hmm. I was watching, I started the girls in, in our eating disorder program in our, our partial hospital who who are sicker. And, you know, I, I read this book. You all read the books. Many read the book out there, um, The Boys in the Boat, which is now a movie. And, of course, the movie was good, but, of course, the book was, was better. It had so many interesting stories happening within the book all at the one time. During this period of time, as Nazi Germany is is beginning to build and whatnot, and these boys or these young men are on this crew team at the University of Washington, my alma mater, go Huskies, and, you know, they end up eventually winning. In case you didn't, didn't see the movie yet, yet or read the book, yes, they do win um, in, in the Olympics for their... um. What do people who call people who row who do the boat sculling rowing their crew for their crew, rowing crew. so they won they won uh, that which was cool but it made me think of the kids in our eating disorder program the adults who are really there in a boat together and they're all trying to get through this and they're helping each other and when one person rows one person eats their meal The other it helps the other person when one person has made a has hit a milestone it helps the other person when one person backslides somebody else pulls them forward um and that is not just true in eating disorders we hear about in substance we hear about codependency whatever it is when we come together as a community and help each other um it's really very powerful you know, and we know mm-hmm. that that's what makes for healthy people is is community and not isolating, which is why we had such a hard time during COVID, and why Zoom took off. Mm-hmm. We and why podcasting to be,
2: is happening. Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. We needed to we needed to be together with our people.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the other thing too, I, I think, is um, none of this happens in a vacuum. I think the door that we we need to open is. The judgment door and not not hold any judgment on anybody and just because i think (laughs) what's that
0: why am i laughing greg
1: (laughs) oh i don't know why are you Uh, why
0: am i laughing come on
1: i don't know judgment is
0: anybody who judges themselves harsher than you judge yourself oh yeah, internally, you know, I know who you really oh, are. Yeah, so just for I, all of you people who listen, Mr. Confidence out there is super oh, hard critic missed, of, him, <laughs> of himself, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Well yeah. A- absolutely. And I mm-hmm. spot it in other people.
0: Yeah. I know. Right.
1: And I, Spotty, I can smell you got it on it, it. Right. On them. right. And mm-hmm. and it's yeah, I know that's that's my one of my um things that I struggle with is mm-hmm.
0: that. Yeah.
1: Right. And if you come and talk to me, I'm like a fountain of hope for you. You know, and I you know, and I'm like very in your corner and like but Mm -hmm. I'm not very good company to I don't treat myself very well. Mm -hmm. I will say I will say that not it's getting better.
0: Yes, it is getting better.
1: It is Uh getting better. You don't have to do that anymore. What's that?
0: You don't have to do that anymore.
1: No no. Mm -hmm. No, but it's like it's an old tape. Shit, I'm sixty.
0: Oh please,
1: I'm 63. Let and me, better it, looking. Thank I'm you very much. it's about me and my I know, stuff. But it's about we'll me get around to is Isn't always about me right. and what my needs. So, <laughs> you know, I've been hearing that that crap for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, that tape for a long time, and it's like like a neuropathway. pathway. I got a pretty strong one for that.
0: Yeah, but I would challenge you, Greg, because this podcast is about people getting better and taking all the information and not just saying, well, this is where it is. So I'm going to challenge you, because the truth is, is that, you know, we don't have to be our neural pathways, and we don't have to let old neural pathways dictate our current pathways, unless, because it's uncomfortable to change, and I know you've been working on it, but at the end of the day, we get to decide what we think.
1: Yeah. And I, so, you know, absolutely. I think, I think
0: that I, I personally just, some people get really comfortable with something and they say, I'm like this. And well, maybe you're not like, I could say I'm an introvert, but I'm not an introvert. I'm also an extrovert. I get energy from being with people, you know, both happen. So there.
1: Yeah. You're right.
0: <laughs> <But> you're right. <laughs> I know.
1: It's My just, face. it's it, just rewiring. It takes a
2: bit. I have Wait, a question. It, it's it takes not saying that yeah. I'm this.
1: Please. Please get me <laughs> out of I'm,
2: this. I'm wondering what it was like to have a podcast as a married couple. Uh. <laughs> It actually was wow. good for our relationship, I think.
0: It gave us a chance to have fun and banter and get for me and give each other a bad time. And it was kind of a playtime for me with Greg where we just got to get away from the office, just talk to really fun people who we like, listen to a, interesting stories together. I really enjoyed it. And then we had some interesting dinner conversation based on it afterwards. So I think it was good for our relationship. Greg, do you confer? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Of yes. course. <laughs> Lovely. Best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, it was no it uh it, I it's helpful that we're at we are forced to be at different locations. What I right? didn't tell so, you
0: and you didn't kill me?
1: Uh no. <laughs> no, but there's um that's been helpful in a lot of, of uh, relationship areas that we have both have our own space. Oh,
0: own space is yeah, for, yeah. a chance to, you
1: mm-hmm. know, and um, the things. Uh, what have I learned is of what a, a talented therapist Kelly is. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, thank
1: you. You know, um, example with uh, our our uh, podcast with Becky and talking about her stuff and and just kind of like. Asking the right questions, things that I I wouldn't ask, so you get that you the the individual gets insight into it as well as as uh, our audience, mm-hmm. and and just basically asking those same questions yeah. or just with that same information. Yeah. So I, I thought it was um, that was illuminating. Hey, unless it's
0: your husband, then the questions oh, don't yeah. work.
1: <laughs> well, there's that we there's can that. we could probably have a whole podcast yeah. of like. You can't help no. your, there, there's, it's almost impossible yeah. to help your spouse.
0: But you know how every couple has their thing that makes them crazy? And one of the, one of the many things that I do that make you even crazier than you already are is when I interrupt. And then me feeling like, you know, I need, I'm taking the lead on things and wanting you to do that more. And so that was really good for our relationship. I think, cause I had to really learn to step back and, um, and I think that, I hope I did, I hope I stepped back and, you know, and made sure that, you know, you, there was all kinds of space for what you thought, um, even though sometimes what would, you were going to say might have been scary for me, like, what's he going to say <laughs> this time? <laughs> but we can edit it out. <laughs> yeah, you can edit it
1: out, but a lot of it didn't really need that much editing.
2: I don't know, we had to ask Chloe. Yeah. You need a lot of editing, Chloe. No, no, I think it was really smooth and um, yeah, you don't want to mm-hmm. cut people's, you know, train of thought which which shows that like right. most of this right. was just mm-hmm. conversation, you know, not just, you know, planned, organized, mm-hmm. structured content but mm-hmm. just raw right. conversation.
0: Yeah. yeah. And we're doing this wrap up today, but actually we are not wrapping up. We have one more to do. And that's going to be next week with Dr. um Vicky Mudani. Mm -hmm. Now, talk about that. I know this is going to play after he plays. Um, But one of the interesting things in the podcast, because we can see each other on screen, is if you don't see me on screen, you don't know I have a blinky right eye that comes and goes. And I have a blinky right eye because you you would have heard this by now, but I had a tumor removed by Dr. Yudani a year and a half ago, and he did a great job. Um, But it's interesting kind of having to watch myself on screen. It's been really interesting knowing it's being recorded sometimes. It's really helped me, um, I guess, just kind of accept it, that it's, that's there. I mean, I'd, I'd say, oh, it doesn't bother me at all having this blinky eye, this hemifacial spasm. Sometimes it doesn't bug me at all. When in fact it does, you know, it's a little embarrassing sometimes. I, I worry that people are looking at it like it's doing right now, this little squinty thing that's happening. So it's been also good for me to look at the screen and. And again, as I say this, I also am just humble because I realize there are some people who are, you know, survivors of terrible burn, um, other birth defects. That this and my little squinty eye is nothing. Um, so I do want to just point out that I'm, as I'm saying this, that that is very, very true. Um, and I'm really glad that that brain tumor was not cancer. That that came out without seeming to harm me. You know. Um, intellectually, in any way, um, other than the normal process of aging. Apparently, my MRI said that I had something <laughs> that looked something unremarkable. Basic, I don't know; it was unremarkable, but something else that was said. Um, and when I asked my brother, what that meant, who's a doctor, he said, "Well, basically, what it means is that your brain's getting older." I'm like, great. <laughs> so I guess I have that normal aging brain cells, like everybody else. Well, mm-hmm.
1: as a side note, you, I'd love to tell that how brave and how you kind of really at least sh- didn't show any fear. I know that you were really frightened because mm-hmm. if it didn't go right, it could have been you could have lost um, uh, nerve, nerves in the side of your mm-hmm. face, or mm-hmm. you know all yeah. the drastic things that could happen. Well,
0: there's, I think there are times when denial comes in handy, and does is a useful. It is a useful. Um, it is a useful uh, coping mechanism at times, you know, because there's not much I can do before a person can do beforehand. Yeah, it's so just absolutely. Just so you might, as well, you
1: might as well think the best.
0: Yeah, and act like nothing's happening and I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, but, but still,
1: that's a big deal. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Thanks. It's a big yeah. deal
1: because they have to, the area section of skull they take out, uh, they have to put a plate in, mm-hmm. you know, so that's just, it's, man. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Yudani is... He's doctor. so talented. Yeah, we very so, talented.
0: It took a long time to get him because right. he had to keep canceling. Because right. he has a couple of things <laughs> to do. So brain surgeries. He's he had to get caught. things like How that. How dare you and
1: cancel on our podcast? <laughs>
0: exactly. Jesus <'Cause it's> Christ.
1: <laughs> What's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. No, but a super nice guy. You know, Yeah. And his staff is
0: great. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and yeah. a big part of that, of you want to do that surgery, is you want someone who is like that. Well, is. I didn't care
0: about the bedside manner so much. I just wanted a really good surgeon, but it was a right. big plus that
1: right. he was a
0: really nice guy. Also, right. that was a really big plus.
1: Yeah. You so know, it's,
0: it, Yeah, and it shows, like this, Chloe. Like before, I had the surgery. Greg and I watched a documentary that my um, our doctor friend suggested. What was it called? Um, geez, I it was know. about it was different a series, specialties. Yeah. I want to say. Knife's Edge, or something like that, Razor's Mm -hmm. Edge, or something. But it was really good. Um, And so, the educational kind of things that podcasts and documentaries provide, I think, is extremely helpful for people. Um, You know, I hope that as a listener out there heard some of these episodes, that they maybe they heard a Me Too out there, you know, that there were other people who are connected to the same thing they were going through. You know, in the future, I would love to do one on infertility. Mm-hmm. And people I know currently going through IVF and the struggles that people face with that, um, there's so many more podcasts to do. Um, you know there's, there's just a lot of issues out there that we face, and you know yeah. more and more as we become more sensitive.
1: Well, I have enjoyed it, and I do think it's, 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 it's brought us close together in many different ways
0: mm-hmm. So in the future, what we'd like to do is we'd like to be in the same room. We'd like to do video and really put more take to, as pick this up again at a time that we can put a little bit more time and energy and interest into yeah, preparing part of for it this. Too. Yeah. And so uh, just trying to finish up some things at work and get those things lined up so we can really jump back in in a more aggressive way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Got to create some more content. We've got to yeah. do more things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I guess also, to the, the part that I thought was really interesting is that I a lot of people init- initially were nervous. But oh, yeah,
0: that, be so nervous about doing this. Were yeah, so and nervous. they were
1: like, but it would fade away because it's just like, we're just talking.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. We're just having conversations. And if it goes completely off the rail, we mm-hmm. can out- edit that out. Yeah.
2: Well, that means you're good hosts. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you.
1: Oh. <laughs> well,
0: I think also, you know, reminding people that it is not live. <laughs> no. If Koli no, like can if go it... in there with their scalpel, because you had know, a couple people really <laughs> really felt uncomfortable afterwards and really needed some things changed, you know, yeah. because they maybe they did, ex, they did share more things than they were comfortable with or afraid that their family would hear, so they had to retract a little bit of that, understandably. That's important. Mm-hmm
1: yeah mm-hmm. so we're probably what are we thinking a couple months kelly
0: yeah we'll take a look hey chloe mm-hmm. what are your any shout outs any current podcasts you're doing that you really want the listeners to listen to
2: <laughs> sure um i'm working on a new one about uh zero to five infant <gasps> mental health oh,
0: how interesting oh, that's great
2: um it's called a flourishing start the abcs oh. of child and family well-being Oh, neat. So that's a fun one. I guess I, I got cornered into mental health podcasts. It, hey, okay. it must be a passion. <laughs> it go. must be. Well, <laughs> well, see, yeah. You got to follow it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, have them have Diana Harrington on that episode. It was really fun having her here when she talked about the young ones and actually talked with her today. We had a consult with her about. Somebody with selective mutism, and it was really fun to talk with her and get some ideas of how we're going to work with this particular person. So, um, yeah. Great. Yeah, I'll have uh, her on the I podcast. There.
1: <laughs> so I'll, I need to tell you a story about what happened oh. this weekend. Put and I thought on. it's really cool.
0: Was I there? Do I know this story?
1: Yeah, uh, about the thermist.
0: Oh, the thermist. Okay.
1: Well, it's just kind of. I don't know. Take anything you can with it. He's gonna get. He's
0: all going to get Everybody, sit back. He's going to get very Wayne Dyer on you. Very <laughs> Wayne Dyer manifesting your destiny. No,
1: shush. You're wrecking shush. the okay, story. Well, I love to
0: wreck things. It's my favorite. I know. Okay. I, go I ahead. I know.
1: So uh, we go – I go – we make a pilgrimage out to Quartzsite, Arizona. Yeah, which is I don't go.
0: Like, I don't go. Not It's me. like if not you're me. not
1: into thrifting or <laughs> – No. Or flea market stuff – you if go you're there. home you without your, your husband,
0: If you're home being at home without your husband, you talking, stay home.
1: Talking, talking. <laughs>
0: talking. <laughs> I know.
1: So, so we go out there and like, and it's it's great for Who's us. We, Josh, me and Josh, okay. Josh right, and I, my, my stepson, Josh, uh-huh. Kelly's son, and we go out there. We're both kind of weirdos, so we think that all that's kind of cool because it's just kind of you mm-hmm. see stuff you've never seen before and. You know, it's really it's, it's fascinating and it's like the world's biggest flea market. But before we really kind of went on our adventure, I, I said to Josh, I'm like, well, what, what are, let's set our intention. What are we looking for? Right? And, and he asked me, and I'm like, I look for nautical stuff, you know, fishing reels, fishing poles, you know, that, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's saying, yeah, I'm looking for a thermos. I'm like, How's that job? thermos. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, where I work, I need want to get a thermos, thermos that, you know, keeps stuff cold for like 48 hours, not like 24 hours, you know, and because he wants to be able to fill it full of coffee and, and where he works, i always have hot coffee around. It's like, fair enough. Right. And I'm like, so that's our intention. Right. We're going to look. But he wants a new thermos. Right. And I'm like, this is a flea market. They don't sell new. <laughs> You maybe have a, a thermos with a bullet hole in it, or you know, or or something caked on the side. But uh, so we're we're going around there, right, looking around, and like within fifteen minutes, I see this thermos, right, and it's exact thermos he wants, the exact size he wants, right?
0: It's all like green kind. New.
1: Oh, it's new. It's new, right? And so I'm like, this is crazy, but I. Stuff like that happens in my life all the time when I like set like I'm looking for something or have an intention for something like that. So, I I find this thermos, I buy it. It's, it's relatively inexpensive, right? It's cheap. And Josh, and he was like, so he's so grateful and thanking me. But I'm like, man, that's kind of really cool because, you know things like that don't normally happen unless you make them happen or are out there looking. So, I guess like uh, we'll set an intention for this podcast. And whatever that is, Kelly and I'll set it and we'll see what happens. But I thought it's a great story because it's like you find weird stuff all over the place. Just got to look for it.
0: It could mm-hmm. also kind of be like bias confirmation. <laughs>
1: Well, why don't you explain what bias confirmation is? Bias confirmation
0: is bias confirmation is that women who wear um what do you call this color chartreuse colored jackets and chartreuse colored clothes um, are smarter than no no all right (laughs) no it would no let's just say something that people really really believe okay so we know this true about black dogs right like large black dogs tend not to be adopted. So people think large black dogs are aggressive. So you can see a hundred large black dogs, but then you see one large black dog being aggressive. People are like, "Aha! See, I told you, large black dogs are aggressive." And so, really, part that's a, an extrapolation, but it's kind of like what we look for is what we see.
1: I, I think I said that
0: you were looking for thermoses. Yeah, and so that's what you saw.
1: Yeah. So that means start saying the things that you look for, start saying them.
0: Yes, Greg, (laughs) start start saying that. Instead of saying the things, Mm -hmm. like we just talked about, Like instead of the things that are wrong with a person, start looking for what's right with that person.
1: That's like my train analogy.
0: (laughs) What train analogy?
1: (laughs) Well, look at your life like a train. It's headed
0: at you with big lights?
1: And it's on the track. Uh-huh. right and all of the the good the the uh, good attributes that you have things that that really work for you are the engine right and all the crap is in the caboose right but as it is the as you pursue the good things right the good attributes right the train goes down the track and it drags up the crap behind you right but it gets you to your destination you know so it's like that's how to work on things is, like, focus on the, the positive things in your life, the, the things that you have attributes. And somehow all the rest of that stuff will just kind of follow behind. And whether you get rid of it or not, you will be further down the track.
0: Can't you just so. de-hitch the caboose?
1: <laughs> well, see, Chloe, sometimes I call Kelly buzzkill. She gets very upset about it. But there you go. I'm like soaring like an eagle, and she's down on the ground with a shotgun. Let me have it. (laughs) Marriage. Just Um, like that.
0: No, but actually the opposite intention is made. You have to have a lot of this out, Chloe. The opposite intention is being made. Is it, you know... That you, Greg, homie, say a lot of negative things about yourself and say you're this negative and that negative, and you drag that along. I'm just suggesting you de hitch it. Got it. That's
1: all. But that doesn't help with my train person, my train uh, analogy.
0: I guess not come up with a new analogy
1: about trains i was like get me off of this now
2: (laughs) no i just i think we have a like younger version of this is just manifest your life you know right manifest your definite destiny yeah (laughs) like whatever you want in your life just think about it all the time and eventually your efforts will i mean i think there is like some truth to that but you have to do it. You have to like push you have towards to go it. <laughs> yeah.
0: When we were younger, remember the secret, Greg? How big that was, and manifest yeah. your destiny mm-hmm. and make it happen. Mm-hmm. It's like not a new concept. It's mm-hmm. been around. It comes around in many different ways. I'm sure it happened in the '60s, and I'm sure before that. You know, but it's just all true. Which is, again, it's bias confirmation. It's pay attention to what you want to pay attention to. Pay attention to the things that bring you joy and. And all of that, instead of paying attention to what's wrong with you, pay attention to what's right with you, confirm Mm -hmm. that bias, because there are people all day long who are, I find this, running a company and developing things out in the desert that we haven't had before. There are lots of people who tell me what's wrong with everything that I've developed, that (laughs) we've developed right mm-hmm. all the yeah. time my parents come in how come you don't do this how come you don't mm-hmm. do that i don't know i never thought about it or i don't know i don't have 20 million dollars in my company you know <laughs> and people to do this but at least now we have an eating disorder program so i right. just have to really kind of accept that there's always going to be the critic and there's going to be the person in the arena who's fighting and i just can't like i don't know how people who really are doing great things who are really well known um you know, they have to handle a lot of people telling them what's wrong with them. Like, whether you like Obama or not, somebody sent me an Instagram of Obama talking to young people, and his recommendation, his advice to young people was simply that when you're asked to do something at work or there's a problem at work, try to find a solution, try to figure it out, and you may not get recognized, but trust me, someone's going to recognize that when there's a problem, when there's a job to be done, you pick it up and you do it, um, and it was so interesting because he was spot on, everything he said. But when I looked at the at what people had written, it was all about what they thought he hadn't done. And yet I'm thinking, well, what did you do with your life? Because <laughs> <laughs> this guy was POTUS. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so out there to all the haters, hate us all you want, but at the end of the day, we're just going think- to keep trying to help other people.
1: <laughs> I always say Go ahead and huh? say something bad about me. Trust me, I've said it must worse about me.
0: <laughs> Chloe, boys, as we wrap up, it's been great working with you. Been so It's fun been awesome, Chloe. With. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Greg, I know we're nice not awesome. the easiest people to work with.
0: No, <laughs> no. Can we just show up and Chloe said? Well, Here's like what you're some doing. of us aren't. <laughs> Here's what you're doing. These are the questions. Oh great. Those are good questions. Some of them we came up with, but in general. Thank you for being so yeah. No, it's been
1: helpful. We couldn't have done it without you, obviously. No,
0: because so. she's a producer. We couldn't do it without her. and make sure <laughs> that you <laughs>
1: have your link. Do you have your link in our stuff so they can? Because oh, I'm sure can. you would we're love doing. to host
2: mm-hmm.
1: produce some more podcasts.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'll put a link in. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's been absolutely. great a great journey. I've learned a lot and yeah. Thanks. Well, we're hopefully, not done. It's just yeah, hopefully the, we, we just, continue. <laughs> yeah,
1: we we just need a little breathing room.
2: Oh, here's the funny thing.
0: For those of you who don't know where this podcast started, um, I started my bedroom closet, the master closet, with clothes around me <laughs> because of the sound, and then we put up somebody behind me so you couldn't see what was in the closet. And then it's a I got my puppy
1: that I don't like.
0: Then I had my puppy in the closet with me, so I'm trying to reduce the puppy sounds. And then we moved into this room at the house where I moved in and I've got a little sound barrier and I get the ring light now and I got the uh camera on my lap on my laptop so that's cool so are we coming up in the world I still have the puppy outside the door but now he is not scratching so he's come a long way too
2: um and Chloe you have always worked from the same location mm-hmm yeah yeah I, I changed my desk around a few times in their living room but yeah but they have it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Thanks for thanks for hanging in here. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Chloe, our producer. Thank you so much for producing to all of our guests that we've had. Yes. To all of the guests of the guests who've come on. Yes. To those of, of you who've listened to our first supporter, which was our oldest son Josh. Thank you, Josh, for being our yep. first subscriber. <laughs> um, appreciate that very much. And um, to my sister-in-law Carol uh, Llewellyn for being an avid listener. But uh, thank you so much, and uh, we look forward to seeing you all in the future.